Greetings to all of my brothers and sisters in Christ. You are listening to Shepherd's Gate Christian Ministries, Prepare the People, a podcast for troublesome times. For this episode, we are joined by the esteemed brother, Aldwin Nathan, who would like to have a conversation with us about a very simple yet powerful principle set forth by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the scriptures. And so without further ado, I present to you the esteemed brother. Let's see, the word that God has put on my heart today is in um, Luke chapter 18, the first eight verses. And you all might be very familiar with it. It's one of my favorite parables that Jesus told. And... um, it's it encourages me and and in fact the scriptures say that's why he told this parable to encourage his disciples that they would not lose heart uh so let, let's just read the first eight verses and then we'll uh, we'll unpack it praise god luke chapter 18 then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and surely God, and shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Uh, Like I said, this is one of my favorite parables that Jesus told, because it encourages me. And Jesus tells a story that when you understand the story, you have to be even more encouraged. (laughs) Okay? He told them this, that they would always pray and not lose heart. And when it says always pray, I think that it doesn't mean you just pray and if things don't happen right away, you you say, oh, well, I guess God doesn't hear or prayer doesn't work. He says, keep praying. Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. Your prayers may not be answered right away. Sometimes it takes months or years, you know, but your faith is being tested in the process. Don't lose heart. And he gives us an example. And this is the example he gives us. He says that, verse 2, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now, do you know what kind of a person that is? A person who does not fear God nor regard man? He is a, a totally, utterly selfish, corrupt human being. 
If you have no fear of God, you're capable of any evil. If, if there is no fear of God in your heart, you are capable of any evil. If you have no regard for your fellow man, you would sin against them without any remorse or regret. So Jesus paints the picture here. This judge, and he's a judge, which means he has power. He's a powerful man. But he's selfish, he's corrupt, he's capable of any evil. Okay? And now, in verse 3, Jesus said, Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. She had a problem. Uh, I don't know what the problem was. It might have been a neighbor that kept moving the fence and taking more of her land. It might have been a neighbor who kept stealing what few cows she had left when her husband died. Whatever it was, she needed help. And from this, I, I, I am assuming that she was a true widow. And when I say a true widow, I mean she did not have any sons to defend her. She didn't have any sons to fight for her. She was a true widow. She was left on her own, and someone is taking advantage of her. And so she has no recourse except to go to this judge trying to get justice. But she finds out quickly that this guy is a corrupt and selfish guy. In verse 4, it says, And he would not for a while. He wouldn't give her justice. He wouldn't help her for a while. You know, if, if she was a young, very attractive, sexy type woman, oh, he'd be, he'd be eager to help her. If she was a wealthy widow that could um, give him money or riches or whatever, oh yeah, he would, he would give her some attention. But this is a poor widow. There's nothing that, that she, can, she can do for him. And this selfish man would refuse her. You know, if he would see her, her, um, her face in, in the court, he would say, who let her in here? I got, I got no time for her. I got cases where they, they line my palms with silver and gold, where they bribe me. <laughs> and and he, he that's what he wants, because he's a corrupt guy. So verse 4 says, And he would not help her for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, which means I don't, I don't give a fat rat's big toe about this woman, but guess what? I'm going to help her. And in verse 5 he says, Why? Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Least by her continual coming, she wearies me. Said she's wearing me out. I keep telling her no. I keep chasing her out. She keeps coming back. She said, you know what? I'm going to help her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send some officers to the court over there, some soldiers, and they're going to find out what the problem is. And whoever is troubling her is going to pay the price because I don't want to have to see her or deal with her again. So so this guy is saying, I'm going to do the right thing and give her justice. And in verse 6, Jesus says, Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said? The unjust judge just said he's going to help her for free? <laughs> he said, And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he be along with them? Bearing long has to do with, with patience. In other words, God isn't going to be too 
patient when it comes to helping his children. He's not going to take too much time before he gets around to you. Okay? Other translation says, will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And that question at the end always troubled me. It's like, what does the Lord mean? Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And the Lord showed me that this is a faith issue. Her coming to this judge for help continuously, our praying to God again and again, it's a faith issue. You see, this generation is a me-now generation. They want God to do for them now. I can't wait till tomorrow. I can't wait till next week. Me, now, me, now, me, now. And if God doesn't answer their prayers right away, they say, ah, eh, there is no God. God doesn't, God doesn't work. Prayer doesn't work. I, you know, let me take matters into my own hand. Let me do my own thing. You know, they, they don't have the faith. You see, but faith is something that God cultivates over time. It's not something that, that happens instantly. If, if every time you prayed, your prayers were answered instantly, that's not, that's not faith. That's, that's magic or something. <laughs> that's not faith. Faith takes time. As the Bible says, who hopes for what he sees? But if we don't see it, we wait for it with patience. Faith takes patience. It takes time. It keeps trusting God, even if it might take months or years for your prayers to be answered. You keep praying, and you keep trusting that your prayers will be answered, that those that you're interceding for will be saved. You, it takes time, but your faith is growing through it, and you're exercising your faith, and you're showing God, I trust you, Lord. I keep coming to you because I know you're faithful. You see, God is faithful. I'm going to share another verse with you, another one of my favorites. It's a very short verse. It's in Luke also. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. And I love this verse. I love it, I love it, I love it. The verse says, Jesus was speaking and he said, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And I love that verse because it, Jesus is saying very simply, Your heavenly Father loves you. He's not being stingy with you. He's not being mean towards you. He loves you, and it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants us with him. He wants to bless us. He wants to show us his favor. He wants us to know the depth of his love. It, it, it's, it's deep. And those, those two passages of Scripture encourage me a lot. And uh, I'm going to close now. But I just want you to remember something. Remember it and don't forget it. The Lord is God, which means there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing impossible for him. He is God. Secondly, he loves us. It's his good pleasure to bless us. He wants to show us his love and his favor. He truly does love us. Okay? And thirdly, he has already given us the victory by his cross. 
we're not we're not coming to him from a place of defeat we're coming from to him from a place of faith in his promises and the victory he's already accomplished for us on the cross amen and now i'm adding a bonus to that last message uh, always pray and don't lose heart and the bonus is this it, it's a caveat that i feel i really should insert here when talking about god loving us god wanting to bless us god wanting to show us his favor i want there to be a clear understanding that god's best for us is not always what you would imagine in other words god's best for us doesn't mean that you're going to have a peaceful tranquil trouble-free stress-free life sometimes it's quite the opposite there will be trials there will be tribulations there will be disquietings there will be testings of your faith there will be testings of your love for him these things are all par for the course and many people have it in their hearts their minds that if you're a christian you're walking with christ and everything is cake and ice cream and every day is like christmas that's not the reality of it the reality is found more in acts chapter 14 verse 22 the last part of that verse saying through many trials will you inherit the kingdom of god in other words there is a testing process that we go through there are trials we go through god loves us and he knows that his best for us is not a life of leisure and pleasure sipping rum and coke on the island his best for us is struggling against sin his best for us is being a witness even in a world that hates him his best for us is standing up for truth even in a world that's full of lies his best for us is to strengthen us that we endure hardship and that we are tested because an untested man is an undependable man god tests us he proves us he strengthens us and it's through these trials that we will inherit the kingdom of god and i just wanted to add that caveat so you don't get confused by god's love because god's love includes god's discipline god's correction god's strengthening us he wants us to be strong men and women of faith even in the crooked and perverse world so uh, stay prayerful stay well and trust god through the process be obedient in all things and leave all the consequences to him as charles stanley would say in jesus name Amen. God bless you.